Welcome everyone. We are about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, Shalom Bayis, Shir number 18. Email address, shalombayis777 at gmail.com. It is well known from the Torah that Rachel, when she didn't have children, Vatikana Rachel Ba'achoysa, that she had a certain jealousy towards Leah, who did have children. We need to know that this was not a simple case of envy of another person's good fortune. And the Altaf and Kelm speaks about this, that we see this from the other acts of Rachel, from the very fact that she liberally gave Leah to Yaakov by giving her the simonim so that she shouldn't be embarrassed. And she willfully brought Leah into the home. And she never regretted that because she truly loved her sister and would do anything for her. So certainly... There was no real ill feelings that she had towards Leah when she was having those children. And she was very happy for her as well that she has had those children. That was not what this jealousy was about. Rather, the spark of this so-called jealousy, I'm saying so-called because the Torah does call it jealousy, so it's not so-called jealousy. But again, it's a type of a kinna that could be used in a positive way. I say so-called because it's not the general jealousy that we are familiar with. So rather, the spark of this jealousy, the so-called jealousy, was because Rachel thought in her mind that because everything comes from Hashem, and Hashem decided to give Leah children, and not to her, it must be that Leah must have been a much bigger tzaddikist than her this must be that there's something special about Leah, that she was worthy of children, while Rachel is lacking some type of a midah, a character, a, she has some type of character flaw, or there's some midah that she needs to attain in order to be zaycha to have children. And this was an incentive for Rachel to do more mitzvahs, to become better, to learn and try to find from Leah what is this tzitkas that she has, that I want to be learn from that too. And I'll be zeichet to children that way. And um, this is really a very important thing to know. That, and the test, you're going to ask me, how do you know whether something, whether you're jealous for real, you're meaning the, in the negative sense, or that you have this, what they call kinah seifrim, this... Uh, this um, jealousy that's a good thing where, let's say you're jealous of someone who, who's a bigger Talmud Chacham than you, and that'll motivate you to learn more Torah. So how do you know the difference? The difference is, like everything else, it's what the result is. So briefly, to just go quickly on a side topic, people ask when someone does an Avera and then feels terrible about that, that Avera, and then he just experiences something you know, like 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 he's upset at himself. Now there's something called merirus, which is bitterness, which is a good thing. And there's something called atzvus, which is a type of a depression, which is a bad thing. And the test to know whether you have this, when you have this bad feeling after you do something wrong, and very often it's a positive thing. Again, Kippur, that's what it's about. You feel bad. You have charata ala ovar. That comes with some feelings of regret. That's a good thing. But how do you really know whether it didn't fall into a negative depression type of thing? The answer is, it is based on the results. It's based on what you do afterwards. So, 
if that feeling bad that you did that happens after you do something wrong and you're kicking yourself and you feel terrible if that motivates you and immediately afterwards gets you back on your horse and saying okay i'm going to roll up my sleeves now and i'm going to pick myself up and move forward and do it better and 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 get up again and learn more taira and do more mitzvahs that is good that is what we call meriris. It's a certain bitterness that's necessary after a sin. But that bitter feeling creates a motivation for you to act in a positive way afterwards. However, if you that bad feeling you feel after a sin causes you to wallow in self-pity, causes you to become numb, causes you to want to roll up, you know, close the door and roll up in your covers and uh, into a ball and just give up on yourself. That's coming from the Yetzirah. And we'll talk about it. That's not the subject in this this year I'm here. We're talking jealousy, not depression. But I thought it was very important to bring that up. Something we'll elaborate as Hashem in future Shiurim. But going back to jealousy, what is the test with jealousy? The answer is pretty much the similar vein. If this jealousy makes you hateful, makes you resentful, makes you really dislike and try to derail the other person where now you're not happy about the person's fortune and you, you in your heart, want them not to be successful and you want to be superior to them. That jealousy is unhealthy and wrong. But if that jealousy, you see something in, in, in them, motivates you, that no, you say, Baruch Hashem, that person has it. Now, Ken Yerbu, they should continue to have it. But I want to have that too, that, that, that Mida Toiva, or that Tzchus. And then you go and roll up your sleeves and do those mitzvahs and Maisim Toivim to become better. That is the healthy jealousy. So that's the test. The test in all these negative Midas to know whether they were used properly is to see what actually happens after you experience that Mida whether you're going to use it properly or not. So if it motivates you to do more positive acts, if it motivates you to emulate the deeds of this other person who you're so-called jealous of, and that you bench him, like we said before, with continued atzlocha, even as you're motivating yourself to do better and better, that is healthy jealousy. Now, jealousy comes in many shapes and forms, and it's a major factor in causing a lack of harmony and peace in the home. For example, it is understandable and even healthy for a wife to want a nice dress for Shabbos, to want new furniture if her old furniture is worn out or cracked or broken, and that's perfectly fine. And that jealousy, for example, if she goes into another house and sees a kitchen that, that is a nice kitchen and works well while she goes into her own house and the cabinets are broken. I, I remember when we were younger and we had, a, we had a broken, you know, the kitchen was a very old kitchen. We moved into a house and it got to a point where all the, all the cabinet doors were off. So basically you were able to see all inside the cabinets where the food was and everything. It was a totally dilapidated at some point. So, you know, I, I joke that, you know, that I like that because now I know where all the food is. It's very easy to get to it. While once, you know, it's a, it's a normal kitchen, you know, I have to open up the cabinets to see what's in there, you know. 
But the bottom line is, is that type of thing, you know, when you want a normal, uh, you know, functional home with a normal nice kitchen or an, a, a nice dress for Shabbos, the covered Shabbos, or, you know, you, you don't have that much money and you just want a nice pair of Shabbos shoes, those type of things, because you see it that someone else has it too, that may not be unhealthy jealousy. Because the main point is, is you're not jealous, you're not upset that the other one has 40 pairs of shoes or has a kitchen the size of a football field. No, it's not that. You're happy for them. They should be healthy and well. They should enjoy their kitchen. But the bottom line is, if you only have one sink and it's cramped, it's difficult to cook, it's difficult to function, you just want a nice kitchen to function. And also, you know, it's, it's nothing wrong with wanting certain nicer things in life. Or it says that a nice dira, a nice home, widens in the person's mind. That's one of the three things that makes a person happy. And um, so we will continue, as is Hashem, on this topic in the next year. Have a good day.